0: Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is a Friday, May 15th, 2020. To start off the show today, I'd like to wish a happy birthday to two individuals. The first is my brother, Sam Hersima, 32 years young today, uh, born in 1988, so I've uh, been my brother now for 32 years. <laughs> uh, I really have enjoyed our growth as brothers, and he's become a very good friend and and just one of the the people I I can count on in this life, and just uh, I'm very, very happy for all that he is doing, all the success he has. He's been on the show a couple times. I'm looking forward to having him uh, multiple times throughout this podcast, and just I can't wait to celebrate with him this weekend at some point. The other birthday today is Todd Carson, a very good friend of mine as well a coach, a mentor to me, and so many others. He's been a guest on this podcast also. Uh, I, I love talking with him, whether it's a text or an email. Had him on the podcast, like I said. It's just it's just a treat every time to, to talk about uh, anything in life, really, but uh, just he's doing great things up in Northern California, raising a wonderful family. He's coaching and running a high school sports program up there, so couldn't be happier for him. Todd, happy birthday to you as well. I want to say thank you to all the guests who've been on this week. It's been another fun-filled week, right? Plenty of people to talk about various things. We got a full slate already for next week. We still have some recordings to do, so we can't quite give you the list of all our guests' Yet, but we will get right on that. I promise you, it's going to be some people that you you've you've definitely will relate to and and we'll look forward to hearing from. So, uh no no word on who those people are at this moment, but I do want to tell you to uh to tune in Sunday night on our Facebook page or Twitter or Instagram. You'll see who's coming on the page or coming on the podcast, I should say on Monday. So, that is kind of our daily thing just as a reminder. We send out a picture of our upcoming guest the night before on those platforms just to help promote and have you have you be ready for who's coming on. So uh, check those out. Twitter handle Get Home Safe Pod, Facebook and Instagram page Get Home Safe Podcast, and if you want to email us for any reason, contact, reach out Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. We have Steve Oman on the program today. He is a Real Honda Prep graduate. He lives up in Oregon. He's a mechanical engineer. He's a father of four young boys. He's doing great things. He played some baseball after high school. Uh, we'll let him tell you all about that. It's going to be a fun conversation. He was on the Gators and Carey Youth League in his early days, and he, he went through every level of Rio Hondo Prep on his way to uh, graduating in the class of 2000. So uh, he was played uh, in, in Rio Hondo Prep's first ever CIF baseball final. Uh, we'll touch on all of that with our conversation with Steve. So without further ado, let's get right to it. Here is Steve Allman. Okay, on the program today, we have Steve Amen. He is a mechanical engineer, lives up in Oregon. He is a real hondo prep graduate from the class of 2000. He was also a gator in the Care Youth League program, much like myself. So it is my privilege to bring on the show Steve Amen. What's going on, Steve?
1: Oh, just another day, man, and COVID 19. I really appreciate (laughs) you reaching out and having me on your show. I've been listening to a handful of your podcasts and I love love hearing the uh the RHP KY, KYL alumni talking about you know the good old glory days and um <laughs> I'm seriously honored that you uh you got in contact with me to, to talk cuz I think it's fun
0: Oh, I appreciate that. It's you know when I started it, Steve I wasn't sure what direction to go. Uh, I was just going to kind of talk about my uh, daily life with officiating and Uber driving and then this whole thing hit. So uh, it's changed the perspective, but I started bringing on guests and i started to think about, well, who can I bring on? What, what types of people? And I was just like, well, let's just bring on the people, you know, people from the past and maybe go down memory lane a little bit. So it has been a lot of fun uh, with all of the guests so far. Who, who've, uh, who've you listened to recently?
1: Uh, So the last one I listened to was on Friday and I was, I was Willie and like, I haven't thought of that guy in years, but it, it brought back a whole bunch of memories from your class, you know, like you, Joey Wilman. I listened to, uh, to Brill Ritter, uh, that <laughs> podcast. That was hilarious, man. You guys, uh, you know, obviously I was a couple of years older. Um, you were our water boys, right. Um, in eighth grade, <laughs> I think mm-hmm. when I was, a, when I was a junior and, uh, but yeah, it, it's great listening to those. And then of course, uh, listen to Mark Carson. That was great. I, man, uh, what, what a good guy and a great thing he's doing right now. With real hunter prep football, it's so cool, man. I love following, following it, and I've been shooting him texts and trying to get insights from him on coaching and whatnot, just like back in the day. But yeah, it's it's been fun <laughs> listening, man. I really like what you're doing with this podcast thing. It's cool.
0: Oh well, well thanks again. The, the pleasure's all mine. It's been, it's it's just been an opportunity really to catch up with people and and chat with them and uh you know you think of people who have been in your life or or you've crossed paths with but you don't always uh talk with them or shoot them a text or a phone call And so this has been kind of a way to do that so uh let's get right to it Steve uh you live up in the Oregon area what can you tell me uh what city are you living in and and tell me a little bit about your job as a mechanical engineer
1: uh so i, I live in a uh, cottage grove which is about 35 minutes south of eugene right off the i5 uh, freeway you know um my parents and, and uh, my sister, Stephanie, and her husband, John, they live, uh, they all live in Cresswell. So, we're all within 15, 20 minutes of each other, which is awesome for, you know, get-togethers get, get and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I work for a company that uh, has a direct contract with Google. So, um, since school, I uh, went for mechanical engineering. I've been in the world of basically probably 60%, 70% data centers uh, doing... Construction and, and now I'm uh, working directly for Google, just doing updates on um, PLC programmable logic controllers for the for the cooling of data centers. Um, it's been pretty interesting with this COVID thing. Uh, you know, before it was 50% travel, um, going down to Bay Area, California, the Silicon Valley, you know, and then uh, traveling out to data centers, North Carolina, and all across the nation. But that all got put on a huge halt, so I've just been working from home since mid February I think and uh I'm ready for it to get get released man I'm ready to get out there again <laughs> like everyone else man I'm kind of going crazy Yeah
0: just itching itching to go huh that's that's great man well has has the you've been working at home has the has the the quarantine lockdown the whole covid thing has it affected business at all or is it kind of business as usual just working from home
1: Um like I said I mean 50% was travel before but Okay. For what I do, it's not it's not extremely critical to, to be in an office setting. Everything nowadays, especially with what we do, we have the Google chat room meetings, you know, face-to-face meetings every day and, and continuing to work with contractors across the United States with these updates and these data centers. And um, the only thing that is stopping us from actually doing the updates is not being able to go on site until they release us, you know. So that has kind of been... The, uh, the hold up So the projects that we're working on, were kind of, I don't know, beating a dead horse, as you could say. Uh, you know, so they better go smooth, I guess you could say, when we do um, finally get to implement the changes. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. Oh, that's interesting. And I know that since you've moved to Oregon, uh, you know, you you've uh, you were a lifelong Southern Californian, or, or you know, <laughs> a lot of your life, and you moved up to Oregon. I, I follow a lot of your videos with your your kids and. Uh, you know, your posts and everything on just different social media, but you've definitely, uh, you've definitely become an Oregonian, I think, right? You're a big Oregon Ducks fan now.
1: Is that correct? Yeah, yeah, absolutely, man. I I love Oregon Ducks football. And I mean that uh, we've, so my dad's family, they all moved up here in the seventies and eighties. And my dad was one of seven kids and he was the last one to actually move from California to Oregon. And so my whole life starting like from, like early childhood i remember every year after school was out we were going to be moving to oregon well it just kept getting put off and put off and it was like okay after your sister graduates from high school we're going to move and then it was after i graduated they finally moved but it was always kind of known that this is where i was going to end up and uh you know it's been been really good it's a great place to raise a family um i really do thoroughly enjoy the i guess the country setting you know the mm-hmm. slower pace of life um I always tell people, you know, that say, you know, when we talk about Los Angeles, you know, you always run into people from the same area that have moved out of that area and I loved it as a child, like San Dimas, south Loma, the, the places I grew up at the time and I'm sure it's still good. It, it was good, you know, like riding bikes outside, you know, went in when the lights went on, you know, on the on the street lights and had a creek in the backyard, and I was always an outdoors kid, and and it was no different down there, you know, as it is up here in my mind. But now when I go back, it's a little crazy, you know, like the the creek that used to run through our backyard, and then it went across the road, which Lone Hill and Arrow Highway. We used to ride our bikes over there, BMX tracks, creeks, everything. I mean, across from Gladstone Elementary used to be strawberry fields. Now it's Home Depot and In and Out, it, and it's just so crazy how everything. Blowing up. And I always tell people I can't imagine trying to raise a family uh, down there just because I get down there now and I'm driving on the freeway system and I'm white knuckling it, you know, doing 90 miles an hour and getting past like I'm sitting still. I'm like, how do people do it, man? It's way too stressful, <laughs> uh, dude.
0: It, it's crazy, and, and yeah, I think people just get so excited that the that there's no traffic that they put the pedal to the metal. And uh, yeah, California drivers. Uh, I, I'm I'm one of them. I'm I'm you know I'm a road rager too. And uh, I, I got to tell you, I've, I've grown up here and lived here my whole life. I've visited a lot of other places. I'm I'm ready to get out of here. Uh, the weather's great, but that's about it. So uh, I'll, I'll probably follow following your lead, not necessarily to Oregon, but somewhere else here in the in the near future.
1: Well, if you come up to Oregon, man, that'd be a good time. I always uh, I look forward to people visiting and and coming up here and moving. So that's sure that many people that have talked about it, and the more people from the past that come up, the the more fun it is. So. You you can become a Ducks fan too if you want. I know that's not be all right with you, but we'll 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 turn you to the to the green side.
0: Well, I got to tell you, I've been on that campus. I've I've walked around it. I've been in Autzen Stadium. We changed in the locker room there for the baseball games when I was working in the Northwest League in 2010. And th- and that's the last time I saw you, Steve. I can't believe it's been 10 years. 10 years right. ago, I was in the Northwest League, uh, a stadium uh, close to you with Salem Kaiser. You came out to a game. Uh, you had me over for breakfast one morning and uh, it was just fun catching up at that time. And, and now here we are 10 years later talking on a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Uh, I was
1: looking, I was trying to find an old picture on Facebook and I had posted some pictures of the umpire and I thought that was so cool, man, that you're doing, yeah. <laughs> doing minor league baseball, man. It's awesome.
0: It was a, uh, it was a fun time. It was a challenge. And, and I was glad it's something I, I got to do and just visit people in different states. And it, it was a lot of fun. Uh, well, We'll get back to Oregon in a second, but but real quick. So, okay, Oregon Ducks. Okay, I can respect that. You've been up there a long time. Does that mean – I don't know if you were an NBA guy or not, but that, does that mean you're a Blazers fan now?
1: Uh, no, you know, I, <laughs> not not at all. Not at all. I, so, I was going to say earlier, like, even though I grew up in L.A., I had family up here, and they were all pretty big Ducks fans, and specifically my Uncle Steve, who – he passed away a few years ago, but he he great guy, and he'd always, like – Every Rose Bowl, like Freedom Bowl 1992 down at Anaheim, I went to that game. They played uh, Colorado, I think, and lost. But And then the um, Rose Bowl in 95 at, you know, Pasadena, uh, which we lost to – man, I can't remember now. But Holiday Bowl down in San Diego. So, I've been going to Oregon. And every time we come to visit Oregon during football season, we'd go to a, a game. Like, I remember going to a Civil War game actually at Research Stadium in Corvallis, you know. And so – Even though I lived down there, I've always been a Duck fan. Lakers were my team growing up, man. Like, growing up watching, you know, the greats Magic Johnson and Byron Scott. Kurt Rambis, my favorite player of all time. And I think – Me too. Me too, brother. That's great. I I, I love watching Lakers, and I'll always be a Lakers fan. Um, So, yeah, Blazers, I I can't get into that at all.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I knew it. We didn't talk about that beforehand, but I was like, wait a minute, let's – test this out let's test this theory out so oh good stuff laker laker man up in uh up in oregon's gotta be fun uh well steve let's go back a little bit let's go back to uh you mentioned it a little bit about family in southern california but you know you you grew up down here and you joined care youth league you're a proud uh, gator alum such as myself you're a few years older than me and you know what historically i'm gonna be honest there weren't a lot of good gator teams there haven't been Uh, but yours was pretty good. Mine was pretty good. What can you tell me about why you joined care youth league and your experiences there?
1: Uh, I think I was, I was in first grade. I know you could join in kindergarten, but you know, it was a typical, I think they had a booth set up at uh, Gladstone elementary where I went in kindergarten, first grade. And Mr. Greg Bullinger and Dan Davis were the ones there running the booth. And they talked to my mom and she signed me up right there. You know, it was like, it was on from there. And I think, I'm pretty sure I played baseball first. Yeah, I, I don't honestly remember. It's been too many years ago. But Mr. Bollinger was my coach, and I think Dan Davis at the time was also coaching uh, the Gators. But, uh, yeah, like, signed up, and then, you know, a couple of years later ended up uh, going to Rio Hondo Prep. Um, but great, great memories, man, from from the Gators from a, from a young age. Uh, you know, I didn't start out, like, not that I was ever a great athlete, but I was definitely struggling early on and I remember a uh, pretty funny story my mom tells me is uh you know about halfway through baseball season, Mr. Bollinger pulled my mom my mom aside, which my mom God bless her heart, like she had me at every single practice game, everything as you know in tr- driving everywhere like insane, but anyhow uh he pulled her aside and said, you know." I think Steven would probably be a lot faster and, you know, could probably run the bases better if he didn't wear his cowboy boots to, to practice. And she's like, Oh, that's going to be tough. Cause that's what he wears is cowboy boots. And so finally, you know, halfway through the first season of playing, I got some cleats and and, uh, and a couple of years under Mr. Bollinger and, uh, and then I went to Mr. Shintaku. Um, and that's when, you know, we started the Gators, our team started getting pretty solid, you know, and, and winning championships. And of course, at the time, the Cardinals, they didn't have enough to make a team. So we got like three or four guys from the Cardinals area and they were all pretty solid. So that helped us out quite a bit. But uh, yeah, tr- A year, man, like A was like fifth grade. I think we won every single championship in every sport, you know, football, basketball, baseball, soccer and track. And every time. We play against Atlantic. That was like our, our rival, you know. Dude,
0: yeah, yep. It
1: was. It was a good time, man.
0: That is great stuff, man. The cowboy boots—that is hilarious. And I, know, <laughs> I know you're a big, uh, you know, out in the country cowboy type of guy. So I can just picture little, little <laughs> seven-year-old Steve Allman running around in cowboy boots. That's hilarious. <laughs>
1: I always wanted to be like my dad, and that's what he wore, and it's, it's kind of funny because it's come full circle. I I pretty much wear cowboy boots all the time now. I, I get made fun of because I'll even wear them shorts up here, and uh, my second oldest, uh, Brody, he's he's kind of following the same footsteps. He he wears cowboy boots quite a bit, too, so it's kind of funny. The, the generations of uh, cowboy boot wearing rednecks, you know? <laughs>
0: Well, I love the Gator memory, Steve, you know, and it's different now because the teams are all these different names. And and it was actually Mr. Bollinger, who's kind of in charge of the whole program now, uh, where he kind of went that direction. I know he got some pushback, but, you know, you don't get those those rivalries anymore. Like if, if you talk to guys like me, hey, Gators and Atlantic, I mean, that's like, oh, dude, that was uh that was Oregon, Oregon State, Ohio State, Michigan. That that's Those were big rivalries as we were kids, not just for my teams, but, like, looking at your teams. And, like, it, it went down. It was passed down through different generations. And, unfortunately, they don't have that anymore with, with the team name. So that's a little disappointing.
1: Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's I kind of – I mean, I follow definitely real Honda Prep sports, but, like, Care Youth League, it almost kind of confuses me with what they've done with the program. But, you know, obviously, like – they're doing something right. You know, I think, uh, (laughs) over the years, you know, since we grew up playing, I I think it's just gotten more and more respected. You know, the, the, the care youth league and the Rio Hano prep sports, like people are really starting to, I mean, I'm an outsider. I live in Oregon. I don't know too much, but from what I see online and, and what, when I go visit, like, I, I feel like it's finally getting the respect it, it deserves, you know?
0: Well, there's been a ton of talented kids who go through Care Youth League, maybe not go to Rio Hondo Prep, but they've, they've excelled at other levels. I mean, we've had guys uh, at all kinds of uh, college and professional levels from Care Youth League, and a lot of kids go from Care Youth League into Rio Hondo Prep, such as yourself. And what was that like, Steve? Was there a conversation? Did you know uh, this is definitely where the high school you wanted to go, or did you have other schools in mind?
1: Uh, you know, like I said, I, I started at Rio Hondo in second grade and we were, it was kind of funny cause we were always the youngest class up until sixth grade because they discontinued our class after we'd finished. So second, third, fourth, fifth grade, there wasn't a younger class than us. And, uh, but from the start, like my, my sister, you know, she's five years older than I am. And we both started at the same time at Rio Hondo. And, uh, From a very young age, I remember going to um, the varsity basketball games and the football games and some of their baseball games. But, you know, that was back – man, I remember watching, like, Rick Johnson, Todd Carson, my brother-in-law John, you know, his brothers, Bill and Ken, um, all these – Mike Whiteside, who was my assistant coach for the Gators. You know, I watched these guys play, and it it was like watching your heroes on on the court, you know, and and they were – you can have a whole podcast on, like, who the greatest, like, RHP sports team was. I yeah. put those guys that I just mentioned, that team, up against anybody that has ever graduated from Real Hondo. Like, those guys were studs. And watching them at a young age and watching them compete against pretty big schools and going into state championship games uh, made me want to be a carer and play for Real Hondo prep. And so I never – never thought about going somewhere else. And of course, you know, back, I mean, I think it's a little different now um, with high school sports and, you know, what Max Press has done and everything else, you know, everyone seems to be transferring from high school to high school, trying to get more recognition for college, you know, even in 2099, there wasn't much talk of Rio Hondo prep, having any athletes getting scholarships, right? Like that just wasn't really, Yeah. you didn't really have a chance because we were a small school and, you weren't regarded as an athlete unless you went to a big public high school, you know, but I'm glad that's changing. It seems like even a few years after I graduated. So I never had that thought. I'm glad, kind of glad that that wasn't in place because, you know, I'm proud that, that I stuck it out and, and I'm actually quite thankful that, uh, you know, I made it all the way through senior year because there was several times that, uh, my dumb ass got in a lot of trouble and, uh, for some reason, you know, I think what it is is my, my sister, she was she was an angel. She was a really good student and never got in trouble. So when I got in trouble and kicked out of the school like five or six times, <laughs> they looked at her and thought, maybe she'll turn out good like her. And they probably made the mistake by not kicking me out, but I'm glad they didn't. So got oh,
0: no, no, not at all, Steve. You're, you're a real <laughs> legend uh, for many reasons, we'll say. No, all, all kidding aside, you know, uh, I think Real Hondo is, is very unique. It's very different. Some people make fun of it. They say uh, all kinds of bad things, but you know what? They're really trying to develop uh, cares, but also character in people. And and just kids, you know, they're asking kids to give up things to, uh, you know, really focus on things that are in front of them right now, instead of uh, or for the future. Basically, not not living for the for the now. I mean, one unique thing about Rio Hondo Prep, like you mentioned, is all those athletes. At uh, the high school level, are coaching children in care youth league. So when you were a kid, you're looking up at these guys like they're legends, and 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 they were. And and the high school kid, the athlete himself then he feels almost a responsibility to carry himself accordingly in everything he does because he's a constant example. Uh, and, and like touching on that, Steve, you know, you coached my brother. My brother was a young, young kid, second grade, maybe. Uh, and you were right. the Gator teams as you're a varsity athlete in high school.
1: Yeah, I think, I think I was either middle school, like seventh, eighth grade or like freshman in high school. when when I coached your brother, I was pretty young too, like just had started coaching, uh, started coaching, but I definitely 100% remember your brother. He's always kind of quiet, you know, uh, he didn't have a whole lot to say, but um, he was one of my favorites. I do remember that. And I I love seeing, and I've listened to uh, a couple of the podcasts that you've had with him too. And I I love the relationship that you guys have as brothers. I, (laughs) I cherish it. I think it's great. I didn't have a brother growing up and I always wanted a brother. And now I got four boys and I'm always like, pounding into their head you know like you guys have each other for the rest of your life you know you're gonna fight you're gonna hate each other but at the end of the day like there's nothing better than having a brother right and even though i didn't have like blood blood brothers you know growing up in rio hondo League, i could say i I definitely have brothers and thankfully my sister married a cool dude and got him and his brothers brothers you know but Anyhow, yeah, your brother was uh, quite the character, and I, I love hearing you guys on your podcast. I think it's
0: awesome. <laughs> we'll we'll have him back on for sure. Uh, you know, I asked him. I told him I was going to interview you, and he just mm-hmm. kind of he paused, and he was like, oh, Coach Steve. Coach Steve was great. He remembers. I remember how young he was looking up to you as a coach, and, yeah, you were great for him. You, he uh, you called Sammy all the time, and he was just like, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's so funny the things you remember that the impact that, that you have on others or that the memories that are there, it's just, it's just awesome. Sometimes to look back.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. I love, I love going down memory lane, man. And I, and, and this whole, this whole podcast thing and hearing, hearing the memory lanes from other people it really makes you uh, uh like, like listen to Joey Willman the other day. Um, you know, like I said, I know he was in your class, right. You guys are mm-hmm. the same age. And, and hearing him talking about, playing, and then going to Western Christian. I had no idea, even though you guys were a couple years younger, that he had transferred to Western Christian, but hearing how you guys played against each other in football, and, you know, you took that, uh, that, that, instead of blocking for a touchdown, you wouldn't knock him on his, you know what, that was hilarious, I was in the garage working, and listening, like I, you know, do, and, and laughing, laughing out loud with no one around, I thought it was hilarious, but, that'
0: yeah, it's great man <laughs> i did that there was so much built up for that game we were you know it was we were early into our eleven man uh football life, and uh there was so much built up because there were so many curious league guys on that team, and uh you know I'm not gonna lie i, I told Joe this off the air, but you know i I was really licking my chops looking for an opportunity to put him on the ground and uh I saw it and I had to take it, man, I had to just oh competition.
1: <laughs> uh- He's funny. And then, and then hearing how he's coaching, you know, and I, I, I knew that through social media, he was coaching at, um, Citrus for a while, but super cool. Now he's out in Riverside and they're going to D1, you know, just being able to kind of catch up through your podcast with some of the past alumni and, uh, you know, like it really kind of makes you proud to be, you know, part of that organization and seeing where people have gone, kind of how you touched on earlier, you know, all the, the great athletes and just the great characters that, have turned out and what they're doing in the world now, you know, it's, it's, uh, it's refreshing to say the least. And, and uh, I really enjoy to hear where people have taken their lives and, you know, cause me and Joey, I know you even say like me and Joey, we had a, uh, I was, I wasn't always nice to that kid cause he, he was definitely a competitive, and uh, he got under people's skins. That was just kind of his deal, you know. Mm-hmm. And he would agree with me, but it's it's really like I was smiling when he's talking about his coaching because you could tell he's just passionate about it, and that's yeah. that's what he's living for. And he's probably having a huge like positive effect on a lot of kids that he's you know coached in basketball. So you know, you know, they, they always talked about a calling or whatever as we're growing up, you know, uh, yeah. reading the Bible and and whatnot. And I I, I truly think that a lot of people. You know, they don't necessarily hear what they're calling is, but they fall into it because they're following their hearts and their passion and, and having that positive effect. And, and it all starts from a young age coaching and, and, and doing things like that, that it, it comes back full circle, right? I think everyone goes down their own path, but you eventually go back to, to what where your heart wants to go and and hearing – some of these podcasts and some of these people that I had no idea where they're at in life and hearing where they're at now, like Landon Goodwill, another example, doing what he's doing, you know, like it's awesome, man. It's, it's uh truly refreshing.
0: Yeah. As much as we love high school sports, when we're playing it, you know, there is more to life afterwards. And that was a tough pill for me to swallow for a while, but you know, life goes on and you go on to bigger and better things. And I think the lessons you learned when you're young playing sports is uh, you, you just, you cannot put a price on that stuff. And it's, definitely uh, made some really good uh, men and women out there uh, who have gone through the program and uh, just been around it. Um, Steve, I want to touch on something, you know, real Hondo prep, the real Hondo prep family has lost a couple people recently. And I know you have a connection to both and, and I don't want to be too much of a downer for, for uh, you know, the whole show here, but you know, uh, Nancy Lee passed away. She was your sister's mother-in-law. And then also we lost uh, legendary coach and teacher uh, Gary Lunny not too long ago. And I know you, you not only played for Gary Lunny in high school, but Bob Lunny, uh, Gary's youngest son was in your class as well. So there's a little tighter connection to, to both uh, individuals is what can you tell me briefly about both of those people? Cause I'm sure you crossed paths with them a few times in your life.
1: Absolutely. Yeah. For one, just, I mean much respect to 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 both of them and, and then another one too was uh, Mr. Bob Coulter right I know it was yes. like about a year ago but another you know just uh man th- those those people had such a positive influence on so many children both you and I and you know sacrificed our life basically for Care Youth league and you know like they were barely I know for a fact from what John has told me you know like barely putting Food on the table for their kids, yet they're they're working 16-hour days on top of their job to to be able to to carry carry youth league and Rio Hono Prep, you know. So, <laughs> you know, hearing about hearing about the the losses, you know, in the recent past, you know, it's it's heartbreaking. But we all know they're in a better place. And you know, Mrs. Lee, she was my teacher in sixth grade for Spanish, and whenever I was down on demerits, which you know the the hundred merit system that we had, I was always about sitting you know 80 plus or minus 5 to 10 you know so that she was my go-to with uh making up the marriage because my mom would always help her with the gift wrap and stuff that she did on you know, that trailer next to the uh the sports where they sold the sports equipment you know yeah <laughs> <laughs> so, so mrs., mrs lee would hook me up with good jobs and, and sign off marriage that's that was my best memory uh because she was probably the the nicest as far as that goes she, she'd find me something to do and but no, she was great and having taco feeds up at their house every once in a while. And, you know, she was just a funny lady that had a huge heart. And, you know, God, God bless Mr. Lee and, you know, their whole family. But, um, what a, I, I love the fact that I get to see Mr. Lee when he comes up to visit, you know, his son and, and, um, grandkids. Cause like I just have the utmost respect for, for all of them. And Mr. Lenny, I can't say enough about that guy being a Vietnam veteran and, you know, playing football for him and, and being in boy choir. And yeah, he was Bob's dad, you know, and just huge hearts, you know, and like Mr. Lenny, he, he always, he always cracked me up. You know, he had that, like that, uh, I don't want to call it an evil laugh, but you know, that, that, that deep <laughs> belly laugh that he would have. I remember specifically like yeah. sophomore year of high school, uh, I'm playing JV football. Right. And, and, uh, I didn't think it was going to happen, but I got called up for playoffs and like, dream since I was a child, like talking about watching real Hano prep varsity mm-hmm. your whole life, right? Mm-hmm. You get called up, play playoffs, sophomore year. And that year, I think Josh Coulter was quarterback. They had a huge line, right? Like, Seth Dinius, uh Sean Tellis, uh, man, I'm trying to, Edwin Biagas, mm-hmm. um, Mar- Marcelo. They had some big guys, right? And first practice that I get called up to help, I realized why they had called me up, and I think it was just because they wanted to kill me. <laughs> on the the football field and so they were practicing Gary Lunny's uh they're practicing their red zone defense right and so you had all these guys are like 250 to 285 I don't know I'm just throwing numbers out there but they're big guys not I'm like I'm like a buck 45 like soaking wet right and uh they put me at running back to try to punch in the ball into the end zone against this red line defense where they stack all their huge guys on the line and and I remember <laughs> Mr. Lunny is the one organizing it, right? He's running the practice. And he's standing over the sideline just with that low, grumble laugh that he had, you know? Just like <laughs> – but at the same time, like, I, I know he enjoyed it, but I think that's why I earned his respect, you know, from there, there on out. And it was great playing for him. He, <laughs> he always – he always has uh, had those wisecracks that would make you laugh, you know? Like, oh, yeah. What a great guy. <laughs>
0: It was great talking to some people about some of his comments. Uh, you know, I could just picture him over there smiling at you almost to say, "Hey, good luck, Amon. <laughs> good, l- good <laughs> luck, sophomore." <laughs> My defense is going to pound on you in practice to get ready for the game.
1: <laughs> Welcome to varsity. He, he, <laughs> yep, and he enjoyed every bit of it. Mm-hmm. It was hilarious. Oh man, he, yeah, yeah. Good, good times. Yeah, good,
0: good people, and uh, it was so fun to to get to play for them and or play for Gary. And I know your connection to, to Mrs. Lee. It's just, it's crazy how the world is sometimes. I mean, just the, the different connections and, uh, and all those things. So yes, rest in peace to both. God bless them both. They've had tremendous impact on uh, a lot of people. So I just wanted to mention that Steve. Um, let me talk a little bit about your career at Real Hondo prep, uh, you, football, basketball, baseball. You were good at those things. Uh, I enjoyed watching you play. I was, you know, freshman when you were a senior, and uh, you, we were, you know, always pulling for you guys and cheering hard. Uh, in 1999, I think you were a junior. You took, uh, you were on the team that, that went to the CIF baseball finals. Uh, it was, I think it was the first time Rio had played in a baseball final? And you guys played the, uh, the hated Grace Brethren Lancers. We we hate those guys. They ended my football career, and, and I know they they got the better of you guys that day. If, if my memory serves me correctly, you scored the only run for Rio Hondo that day. And unfortunately uh real lost uh, five to one or something like that. But what can you tell me about playing in the CIF finals or maybe just some, some, uh, some of those fun uh, p- experiences in the playoffs going, just going on that run.
1: Yeah, that, that was probably, I think that my junior year baseball was probably the most memorable as far as sports. And I mean, I was on Tuesday of championship football teams, but it was almost like almost expected to, to get a championship. You know, we're playing eight man and, and, uh, you know, but baseball, Mr. Lunny or not Mr. Lunny, Mr. Loomis mm-hmm. and uh Mr. Chris Horton were our coach that year. And yeah, going, going to the finals, we went on that, that run at the end of our regular season and we 10 run Pauly at home in the fifth run the inning. <laughs> that was a great memory. Oh, so, uh, yeah and then, and then getting to play at Blair Field, you know. And uh yeah, unfortunately, we didn't come out on top. We lost 6 to 2, but um but still getting to play on that field uh, was amazing. I still got some pictures of that. My my first at bat. I got a I got a hold of one and I think it was like a foot away from going over the fence from left center, you know. Like <laughs> that would have been so cool if I could have said I hit a home run there. Yeah. But they call that warning track power, right? <laughs> but uh yeah, good, good memories. And those guys, man, we had we had some athletes, you know, that, that those seniors uh, for baseball, you know, of course, Jacob Blake, which it didn't matter what sport he was playing. He was just yeah. uh, a D1 athlete. Should have played D1 ball in anything. Um, <laughs> we had some amazing pitching with uh, Perry Hansen and Sergio and Ryan Press. Mm-hmm. Those three guys were killing. I'd come in to close every once in a while, but I was a utility guy. So anytime yeah. Sergio would start, I would play shortstop and then when Perry would start they would rotate I would play center field and that's how we rotated it you know so it was really fun like getting to play different positions and you know filling where needed and, and it was just I think Mr. Mr. Loomis man that guy like as far as one of my favorite coaches like and somebody that really taught me baseball that guy just had a you know I, I know I'm speaking to the, fr- the choir right now but he he had a real deep understanding of baseball and, and, uh, he kind of shed some of that light on me and really made me love the game. Mm -hmm. And that year was just, it was a blast, man. I, I, I think that's what made me really love baseball. And then, you know, senior year we ended up going to, we went to semifinals and we lost against Grace Brothers again. And what sucked is we lost against them in football for championships, my senior year too. Mm -hmm. And then we'd go against them in baseball. And I remember (laughs) Ryan Preston started and he, he kept us in the game, but we were still down a run or two with, you know, in the sixth inning. And I come in to close and I think he had two guys on base when I came in. I walked another one. And then the guy that was at bat was their linebacker in football and the catcher in baseball. And he was always talking smack on the field, right? Ugh. I remember Brandon Sosa happened to be catching. He comes out to the mound and he goes, Steve, he goes, we're, we're going to lose this game, man. Like we don't, we don't have a shot. And I, okay i forgot to to follow up before this i just had a home run hit off me by this left-hander and he literally hit the ball you know the 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 part yeah three course the nine hole oh yeah the ball went over the right field fence over the shed in between hampton hall and (laughs) whatever it didn't go to the first green he actually hit it to the second green like i think it was like a 500 foot shot and when he hit it he like grunted and stared at me and like I, i peed my pants a little bit i'm not gonna lie it was it was super intimidating. So that's when the game was over, right? So then their catcher comes up who's also the linebacker and he's always talking schmack. Brandon Sosa comes out from behind behind the plate and he goes, He goes, Steve, he goes, Dude, this is this is it for us, man. Like we're seniors. This is our last game. We're ever gonna be on the field together. He goes, Let's, let's th- throw one up and hide him and let's see where this goes, you know? And I don't know if you watched that game or not. Oh yeah. Probably I'm sure you're there. And, uh, and I'm like, are you serious? He's like, come on, man. I'm like, all right. You know, so
0: <laughs> I threw, I
1: didn't, I didn't get him, but I threw one up and tight and he, he started coming towards me and I started walking towards him. And then of course the umpires broke us up, but, uh, it was one of those memories is like, all right, you know, like, <laughs> let's, let's really go out with a bang here. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding, dude. I remember we were, we were so fired up. It got us fired
0: up about baseball. And, and, you know, that year I was, a we were sophomores and, uh let's see no we were freshmen your senior senior year and yeah we were out Mm -hmm. in like center field sitting beyond the net we had uh you know we were all kind of hanging out up there Pete Clark was running like the PA making the announce I remember that home run Steve I, I you know you brought it up I chose not to but that was one of the furthest balls I've ever seen hit
1: I I Off the bat, I went, oh, please go (laughs) fast!" And when when he hit it, man, I can't even explain it. Like, he, like, grunted. Like, it was – and the guy was built like a brick shit (laughs) house. And he just – he unwound on this this ball, and he goes – and then he stares at me as the ball just, like, goes up into another galaxy and then comes back down, you know, and I was just like – Oh my gosh! And it, it was one of those pitches, like Matt Hetty was catching at that point, and he called a slider, and I just hung a slider out, and it just it just broke right over the plate, and it was, I mean, it was like one of those pitches that the guy was waiting for. I think they had scouted, and knew what I was going to throw anyways. <laughs> and it was embarrassing to say the least. Oh. That was one of the last times I pitched in high school. Well,
0: yeah, I mean, that was the end of the career. And, <laughs> you know, you know, I, I remember the 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 chin music as well, and I remember. You know, I was like, yeah, get him, Almond. And I was like, yeah, that's Almond and Sosa for sure. It was like, yeah, let's go out with a fight. Also, uh, uh, I was mad also because, you know, Rio was going to lose. But yeah, I remember those moments, Steve, like it was yesterday, sitting out there watching you pitch, throwing it guys, just like, yeah, we're, and then step forward, like, oh, you want to go? Let's go. You know, it's just, oh, man. I haven't talked about that or talked about that in so long, but I remember it like it was yesterday.
1: That's awesome, man. And now, if correct me if I'm wrong, but looking at like uh, following Real Honda football now and stuff, is Grace Brethren, are they have they moved up to like D two down there? Like playing against like Yeah, they they Potter Day and uh,
0: you know, they went eleven man um kind of around the time we did or just before uh they beat us in the playoffs my senior year. And I know, you know, you, you hate those guys as much as I do. Uh, you know, so they really have Real Hondo's name uh, number for a long time and yeah the past few years they've they've kept winning i don't know how big their school is now or if they've really brought in some good players but they've moved up uh different divisions and yeah i don't i don't know if it's division 2 II or 3 whatever it is but they're way up there now they're a long ways from uh division 13 or 12 like uh they used to be in
1: mhm yeah going from 8 man to all the way up there and i guess it's not i guess that short of a time it has been 20 years <laughs> since high school yeah. but <laughs> you know, life, That's crazy,
0: yeah, life goes on. And you know, Reels, it's been cool to follow Reel. They've played some big public schools. They they killed Arcadia a few years ago. You know, they they've played a Royal last year. That was a fun game to be at. Uh, just beat beat the snot out of them. And it and it was games like that, you look back on, you're like, that game was more than just you know, this year's that those games and beating those big public schools, those are for all the, the teams that didn't get the chance to like us that wanted to, right. We always wanted to get a shot at some of these big public schools and just be like, you know, what? we can play with you guys.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I know we, we got a couple chances, my junior and senior. I think we both played each. I'm pretty sure we played an 11 man uh, game mm-hmm. each one of those years. And, you know, we were like, I heard you talking earlier on another podcast. We were running eight-man plays, but, like, power 31, but we figured out how to use the slot guy for another crackback or something. You know? <laughs> and, uh, and, uh, but we killed it. Like, I think we, we skunked one of the games and, and killed the other one. It was like, put us up here. Let's do this. Let's start playing some some football against some of these bigger schools because, yeah. like you said, we knew we could compete with them, you know? Yeah.
0: 11-man, uh, uh, like you you and I talked about it. If, if Wish we had uh, done it sooner. I was – blessed that we got to do it our senior year, but, uh, yeah, we were there were some Guinea pig gang games in between then. Um, so man, good memories. Uh, you know, we could talk about football and, and baseball for hours. Uh, uh, you know, I wish, uh, man, I feel like almost feel like I'm uh, sitting around a fire pit sharing a cold one with this. <laughs> this is great. Uh, <laughs> you know, one thing I remember about you and, and maybe some others do, I don't know, but in the summer of 1999, uh, I was going to be a freshman. You guys were going to be seniors. And we went on a summer trip. We did the, you know, Canada and Alaska and the Northwest, basically, uh, kind of up in the area where you live now. But we did a summer trip play, just like you know, a lot of people before us. You know, we had the big rig that toured, uh, that uh, towed the the stage. Uh, and we did this, like, it was called uh, Young Knights or something. And it was kind of, Mr. Loomis wrote the play. It was a lot like, the movie first night if we're honest about it <laughs> it was very similar <laughs> but uh you know mr almond here he got to play the villain the villain of the of the play and his uh so his name was malabad yes that was the actual name malabad i i thought that was kind of funny and uh you know he had he had, i was in the orchestra and it's the uh, king malabad he was the evil ruler and he had his own like uh theme song and everything and it was just hilarious so steve what can you tell me about that summer and playing uh, evil king malabad
1: oh man great another great memories man that that whole trip and the malabad was uh, you know I, i've been on i think 3 i went on 3 8 week trips and then the 5 week trip to europe and when i was on my first 8 week trip i was the youngest kid on the on the crew and i played like one of those kids that gets tossed around and bill (laughs) lee was playing like hitler right like he was like the leader of like the nazis and i remember he'd come out on stage with the sunglasses on and they sang like this dutch song you know and and i remember being a little kid and i thought bill lee was like the baddest dude ever right like which i mean time has proven he really is one of the baddest dudes ever let's be honest here like uh, I wouldn't laugh. He, he's come up and visited and I don't laugh a second before I'm on the ground crying, at, you know, screaming mercy with that guy. But anyways, I remember being a little kid and watching him play that part. And so when we started practicing for the play and we had tryouts, I was like, I want to be the bad villain, dude, like Billy was when I was a kid. Right. So I had that like memory of it. And then being the oldest, you know, going from junior to senior year, you know, in that summer where you're the old guy on the trip, I was like, I wanted to fill the shoes of being the big, scary senior, which obviously I wasn't um, – <laughs> it was all in my head. But it was so much fun playing that part and then having all, like, our offensive linemen, like, you know, Renee and J.R. Calderon. And I'm trying to remember who else was, uh, like, Chris Coulter. Yeah. And then and then Doc Ray was the kid that we threw around, kind of like I was, in the play with Bill Lee. He, and we called him mini-me. Yeah. <laughs> And so, it was kind of full circle thing, you know, like now I'm the old guy, we're tossed around this poor little kid, Doc Bray, and and oh man, I I love the sword fights, and and I don't remember if you remember, but we were in Seattle, outside of Seattle, and it was the day before we were getting on the ferry to go to Alaska, and Will Orsburn was the the guy that killed me at the end of the play, because I just killed, uh, I don't remember who, but anyways, he threw the sword and it ended up the, the <laughs> heavy end of the sword came down and it hit me right in the mouth, right? Like right in the teeth. And it knocked me out. Like literally, I remember waking up and I'm spitting up blood and teeth, you know, on the stage. And, and this is as a, as the play is closing and everyone comes out and lines up and sings and goes out in the audience, you know, and I'm like, I'm spitting up blood and teeth and I'm like, Oh man. So I, when I had the opportunity, I run off and I go into the like Candrum room bathroom and I, I look and my teeth are like half gone right up front, like totally blown them out. And I was like beside myself, like I wasn't really like I was in pain, but I'm like, dude, this looks ridiculous. Like, really? Like, so we were only allowed one call home back then. Right. So they they were like, all right, you can call, you can call your parents and we'll get this figured out. You know, so it's like I called home. I told mom, like, I got to get this fixed, you know. And, and it came down to, yeah, you can get it fixed, but you'll have to go home. To get it fixed and you you probably won't be coming back to the to the to the trip you know we were just about to go to alaska and so i had to make that decision like all right do i live with having like this huge gap in my mouth and looking like dumb and dumber even worse than that and and i decided to do it and i'm glad i did but it was fun to have the chipped teeth and and going on the on the trip and i remember on the ferry there was a group of like high school girls who were on the same ferry as us and i don't remember i wish i could remember who was sitting next to me but we're doing, like, the high school thing where there's a girl sitting over there, and she kept looking over, and I was, you know, whatever. And I go, hey, dude, check this out. Watch this, man. It was one of these moments, yeah. I go, check check this out. Watch this girl over here. Next time she looks over, I'm going to give her a big old toothless grin, man. You watch this. And she, she, she looks over, at, and I remember the expression on her face, dude. She, like, looked horrified. And I, I should have told her I was, like, a Canadian hockey player. Maybe that would have worked, but she was scared, you know. <laughs> but, yeah, it was oh, was a moment I'll never forget. Oh,
0: I remember it, Steve. I, I was in the orchestra. We had a little pit below you guys, and right underneath the sword fight, and every, I saw you die like, you know, six six weeks in a row or whatever it is, but yeah, that one night <laughs> took one to the chin, and you dropped, and you were like, roll, <laughs> you like rolled off the stage. I was like, oh no, what just happened? <laughs> oh man, your teeth are okay now, aren't they?
1: Yeah, oh, they, I got two fake teeth now. Well, they're yeah, I had to get one of them totally – my front one had to, like, get completely pulled out. But, yeah, I got nicer <laughs> teeth in it if, uh, than if they were real because they're fake, you
0: know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll tell you, you know, like I said, you had a little theme song. And, yeah, your offensive lineman did this, like, cor- choreography number. And you had a fake beard, <laughs> a battle axe. Like, you were awesome. And and you know what? I'll I can say this proudly that King Malabad lived on because that – that the following uh, football season, every time you scored a touchdown, I made sure the pep band was playing uh, – King Malabath theme song, and I remember the first time... Happened, I love that, yeah. <laughs> first time it happened, you were like,
1: that's awesome! Yeah, yeah that was that was phenomenal, dude. Like, it, smile on my face every time I scored, which wasn't enough, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I love hear, hearing it open to, in the finish, and I knew you were the one leading the way. So
0: that was great, <laughs> man. Just having fun, man. Just having a blast, uh, just like everything else. Uh, oh, man, uh, dude, <laughs> I can say, like they said, it's, it's The people I haven't talked to in a while, those are the longest interviews I have because there's so much to catch up on and laugh about. Uh, (laughs) But uh, we are are under no time limit here today. Uh, Well, tell me about after high school, Steve. What was was that like? How soon did you move to Oregon? Uh, You mentioned to me you played some baseball, right, a few years after high school. So tell me about life after high school.
1: Well, I think I could speak for a lot of people that you go grow, grow up, you know, playing five sports through middle school, three sports in high school, and always, you know, Saturdays are full of games, refereeing, umpiring, coaching, you know, Sunday church, morning work Saturdays. Like, you always have something happening, right? So I graduated from high school, and, and uh, I didn't really have, like, a definite, like, oh, I'm going to go to college for this, you know? So I, I ended up going to work with my dad doing demolition down in uh, – and I can't remember, but it was a big TPG plant, and I did that for a few months, and then uh, I ended up uh, deciding to go to Citrus College, Um, like, I didn't go in the fall, and I ended up going in uh, winter term, and trying out for the baseball team there, because Citrus always had a good baseball program, and I was a huge Angels fan, I remember, like, every year, they'd have, like, 10 or 12 guys drafted in, in major leagues, you know, who knows if they ever made it, but regardless like they had a good program and i remember the first day of tryouts i was going to go out for shortstop and and uh we run out there and first of all there's like 100 hundred hundred guys at this tryout for for community college baseball right i run out to shortstop and there's like 12 other guys and these guys have like full beards they're look like they can bench like 500 pounds and squat a thousand right and then 40 in like four seconds flat and i'm like you know i'm i'm, I'm I'm not like a small guy five eleven, one eighty five 5'11", 185 or whatever I was at the time. And I wasn't in great shape by any means because I've been slacking off, but I was working hard doing construction. So I wasn't necessarily bad shape, but I knew I really didn't have a shot at it, but I, I tried to stick with it and I actually made it through a couple of cuts. And, and then, uh, but I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready for like self-discipline of school, like college. Mm -hmm. And I ended up dropping out, you know, like I, I stopped showing up for classes. I was just, you know, not ready for it. So, I ended up dropping off the baseball team and uh because of it, because of the school situation. And then the coach for Rio Hondo College actually called and, like, offered me to, like, come out and possibly pay for school and all that. And I didn't – I had no idea about any of that stuff. Like, I wasn't educated as far as, like, scholarships and playing for, you know, books or whatever else. And if I can go back, I'd probably change it. But – so, I ended up just working full-time. I ended up getting a job in uh, Alhambra doing, like, a maintenance mechanic position. And that's what – got me interested in mechanical engineering and um, we had a recession. It was like 2002 and they were doing the layoffs where you go to your time card and there'd be a list of people on the layoff list and my name never made it. Like I kept making the cuts there, you know, and I remember one day there's this guy that was kind of like a mentor and I know he had a large family. He had like seven kids or something. And I, he got laid off and I remember him looking at the list and I could just see the, the look on his face and I like, it broke my heart. You know, I'm like, here I am this young kid that, didn't get laid off and this guy's got a family to worry about so i went straight to my boss's office at the time and i remember it was kind of tough though because he was my at my time at that time he was my girlfriend's dad and he was the one mentoring me with the engineering and learning plcs and and all the relay logic and etc cetera, etc cetera, what i actually do now and i told him i said hey jesse i go i want you to take his name off of the list, and i want you to put my name on there i'm like he has a family to support and not only that i want to go back to college i want to go for mechanical engineering I'm going to move to Oregon because my parents have been in Oregon for about a year, year and a half, probably. I said, they got a, a small school up there or a community college, you know, pretty close to where they live. And then I'm going to go to OSU. Like I already, I had it all laid out for him, you know, and it was a hard pill for him to swallow. But I'm so thankful that he put my name on the list. I was able to get unemployment for like six months while I transitioned up to Oregon and went to school. I ended up walking on the baseball team there. Didn't play a whole lot, like honestly, as a middle reliever, but it was a great experience. Um, played it with a bunch of really good guys. Uh, ended up winning the Northwest Division III Woodbat Championship. Uh, played up at Tri Cities, which I know you umpired up at. <laughs> yeah. um, and it, it was a lot of fun, you know, good memories. And I was going to go to OSU. I was already accepted at OSU for engineering. I just went and visited my cousin down in Clown Falls at Oregon Institute of Technology and fell in love with that area because it's like, five minutes in any direction you can go out dirt bike riding shooting guns hunting fishing I mean there was everything if you're in outdoors that's where you want to live right plus there was downtown there's a ton of bars with happy hour every night you know and it was a good time man like great time I'm glad I made that decision that's where I ended up meeting my wife um she's from Clown Falls and you know history's written from there you know four kids later and um so yeah that's that's kind of how I progressed up here and uh where I'm at now I guess
0: it's outstanding, man. It's uh, it's funny where life can take you when you just kind of, uh, some, well, sometimes you, you grab the bull by the horns, but also other times you just kind of release the reins and, and see where, uh, see where it takes you. So that's, that's great stuff. I couldn't be happier for you. I love seeing the social media stuff with your boys and, and yeah, you got four boys and, uh, you know, Steve Almond, the father of four that it's still, it's, it's not weird to say, but it's just, it, it's interesting to hear sometimes, but I love the videos with your kids and you got four of them. How old are they now?
1: Uh, so my youngest just turned five last week and then I have a, a seven year old. that's almost a, a nine year old and then a 12 year old. It's just about in going to be a teenager, which blows my mind that I'm gonna have a teenager. Not, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, all boys. I I couldn't be more blessed and more thankful, man. It's been uh, it's been great. Not not gonna say it hasn't been hard too. You know, like it's tough raising a family and tough being on the same page with the wife. Like, thankfully, I got her because I would be lost if she wasn't around. Like, she's amazing. You know, takes care of all of us. Really, <laughs> we always joke around that she has five boys, not four. Cause she got me included, <laughs> as you can imagine. <laughs> But yeah, I just I I love I love that I'm blessed with it, you know, and and touched on earlier like uh gotten involved with coaching um coaching all of them. My youngest hasn't started playing, but hopefully depending on what happens with football season this year, he'll be playing um at 5 years old, they have tackle up here. And uh my oldest going into 8th grade, I uh, coach in the middle school and uh run the offense for, for them and and uh that's been awesome because I started coaching him and when he started playing in first grade and it's been the same group of boys, you know, like a core group of boys. And then there's just a lot of similarities of, you know, growing up in Kerry youth league and, and we always have them over and we're always going over their parents' houses and it's just a good <laughs> community, you know, it's a small community up here. And, and then we got, I got involved in football enough, you know, my wife's always kind of the team manager on te- teams I coach for last year. We actually took over for the league, which we got about 50 kids playing in South Southland County, but it's, you know, about eight cities that, they signed up for football. We're running it. And, and we took over for it. And there was three people on the board when we took over and it was kind of a mess. And um, we got a, a whole new crew of people, like 13 parents helping out and they've been great doing fundraising. And, and we got a lot more signups last year than we had the year before. And, you know, I, I really hope this year, uh, which isn't too far away, when we start doing registration that we get more kids out to play, you know, it's, it's been a really great experience. And, and I love, you know, I love the fact that I can I can draw back on the stuff I learned as a child that you don't necessarily realize you learned <laughs> and implement it now. You know. So it's tackle football, right? Okay. Yep. Yeah. You okay. Bet. Yeah. Yeah.
0: There is no other football, right?
1: Uh- <laughs> well, no, no, there is flag. And the year before I took over, they were doing flag, and they were trying to eliminate tackle here and. I think I had pretty good influence on being like no we're doing yeah. tackle we're not doing this flag stuff so now we're we're back to doing tackle yeah, stuff, but I'm sure it'll Yeah, be. you want to
0: start kids out with some flag football. I think that's great, but man, Steve, there's this there's this war on football these days and people don't want their kids to play because it's dangerous and yeah, there are extreme cases where there's injuries and and that happens, but I mean, are we not going to drive cars because there's car accidents like you know what i think so much character is built in in young kids uh who play tackle football it just it's it it's it you can't put a price on the lessons they learn uh playing tackle football right
1: I, I 100% agree with you man that's where like you learn a lot about yourself you learn about teamwork you know you learn discipline uh there's so many more facets than just the athletic side of things that I love you know and like I was saying like coaching my my oldest son um you know from when he was first grade now he's going to eighth like and all his buddies like I've really gotten um pretty close with a lot of them and football is really what's brought those that group of boys together and like I said it reminds me a lot of the friends that we have growing up that you know playing on the field you're going to battle together, you know, there's a lot to be said for that. And I love seeing my kids kind of doing the same thing and building the relationships that they're building on the field, you know, and and then maintaining it off the field. And I'm always telling them, you know, like some of them get in trouble in school, whatever, and they got to miss a game, whatever else. And it's a great, great way to, to, to discipline them and, and really teach them life lessons, you know, and, and, not just from my side of things, but trying to build leaders out of the kids that are on the team, like my son and some of his buddies, like, Hey, like, I don't want to go tell this kid that he did something wrong. I want you to do that because he's affecting your football team right now for one, but he's going down the wrong path. And if he continues to do this, he's not going to be your friend anymore. Cause he's going to be in jail, you know, like straight up. And so I love watching these kids from a young age to now. I mean, yeah, they're only 12, 13 years old, but I'm really starting to see some leadership and seeing them holding their teammates and their friends accountable for who they are and just trying to be good people, you know. Because there's right and there's wrong, and and that's that's what I think is best about sports is just teaching kids what's right from. wrong. Oh yeah,
0: I mean, there's too much too much gray in this world these days. It's like we're afraid to to say right and wrong, and and that is outstanding to hear, Steve. Because I know you know we grew up in care youth league, but I've been around some other youth sports too, and you know, it's it's out of control in, in in America with youth sports, you know, you got parents fighting over kids games, uh, you know, fight referees who are there volunteering their time. And like, it. it I, I feel a lot of times that the adults are the ones who act like children, and the children are doing their best to you know, be more mature. So I, I couldn't be more happy with some of the stuff you're saying. Uh, it sounds like you know, uh, at least, at least the league and stuff that you guys are doing is, is doing the right thing and heading in the right
1: direction. Yeah. Yeah. I appreciate that, man. And, uh, I, I hope, uh, I hope eventually that it'll grow into something, uh, bigger and, you know, I'm already talking to, uh, parents and a specific parents that has a cabin out in the woods about maybe starting to implement like summer camps and winter camps and just some of the things that, you know, we were blessed with as children with these trips and whatnot. Like I try to explain this to you know, friends now that didn't get to grow up with that. And as you know, you know, it's hard for people to wrap their head around it, but it, the experiences that we got and the lessons that we learned and the things that we got to see growing up, like I wish I can give my my children just a fraction of that because I feel truly blessed that I was able to, to experience those things. Thanks, thanks thanks to my parents and, and all their leadership, you know, it's, it's awesome. Yeah,
0: no, no doubt. No doubt about that. And that's uh, that is so cool to hear about. Uh, just really happy that, you know, that you're doing such great things up there and it's been so fun catching up with you and, and chatting and uh, man, we've, uh, we've covered a lot of ground. Is there anything else uh, you want to chat about before we wrap this uh, fun conversation up?
1: Oh no, I, I can go all day, but I know you gotta, you gotta cut this off, but no, it's, I'm truly blessed, man. I, I feel really thankful that you reached out to me and I look forward to, to hearing more people, I, I think you mentioned that you possibly might have Pete Clark mm-hmm. on soon. You know, I look I look forward to hearing that and, and some of these other guys. Man, it's it's been really fun to, to catch up through your podcast <laughs> with, with people. Well, well so, I, thank you thank you for doing oh, this. No doubt, I, I
0: appreciate that. You're very welcome, and the pleasure's all mine. I'm going to continue to try to do it. And, uh, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be up in Oregon anytime soon, Steve, but if I do, you'll be the first to know, man, we'll, we, it'd be great to get together. And, and if you come down for, uh, to Southern California, for any reason, maybe that, uh, real hondo prep, uh, Pasadena poly game at the Coliseum, I you know, Hey, you're welcome here anytime. And I would love to see you.
1: Hey, that, that much appreciated. And I will give you a call. And, man, I really hope that game Ugh. happens. That I'm kind of doubtful with everything going yeah. on. But uh, that would be phenomenal to ch- try to get, you know, like you're talking like a tailgate thing together and just go out and support them because that's a big stadium to fill. And I don't <laughs> think we'll we'll get close. But, man, that would be a good time to watch, watch them play. No doubt.
0: Right? No doubt at all. Well, Steve, you were so much fun to watch play. Uh, you know, you were, you were, uh, you know, I always liked following in your footsteps and you leading the way for the Gators and the Real Hondo Prep Cares. Uh, just a lot of fun to talk with you, my friend. And, uh, let's, let's not wait 10 years before we do it again.
1: Absolutely, man. I agree. Thank you.
0: All right, Steve. Thanks for being here and uh, talk to you soon. Well, to say that was fun would be an understatement. Thank you, Steve Almond, for coming on the program. I can't tell you how much I enjoyed having a conversation with you. Uh, King Malabad, the evil Malabad and, uh, <laughs> great stories, fun memories, just, just a true trip down memory lane. Uh, just a blast, Steve. So thank you so much. Uh, hope all is well with you as you continue to coach your kids up there in Oregon. And yeah, can't wait to see you, man, whether you come down here or, or I come up there or we do a couple different trips. It'll be great to hang out sometime. And once again, thank you for being on the program. Well, guys, that'll wrap up another show of Get Home Safe and another week of the Get Home Safe podcast. Thank you to everyone who was on the show. It was a lot of fun. Just some great memories shared, a lot of laughs. I had uh, someone reach out to me and tell me that during one interview, I I pretty much laughed through the whole thing. And and you know what? Laughter's been, been great. It's been fun to talk to people and to share so many laughs. I I can't stop laughing sometimes with some of these conversations, and I do my best not to laugh in the microphone, but some of it, we can't help it. We have a full slate of guests next week. I can't really tell you who they are yet because we have yet to sit down and do the recordings. We've been doing the recordings usually about a week in advance or so, give or take, but we'll get busy with it this weekend. Even though we won't have any episodes out Saturday or Sunday, we will get right to some recordings so that we can give you a full slate. Monday through Friday with guests. And don't forget, we put out a picture and a little brief description, usually, of the night before of who the guest is coming on the program the following day. So be sure to look out for those on our Twitter handle, uh, Get Home Safe Pod, our Facebook and Instagram page, Get Home Safe Podcast, and our email address, Get Home Safe podcast at yahoo.com if you need to reach out to us or you have any suggestions or just want to say hello all of those platforms will work we have our podcasts operated through the anchor app but anchor helps distribute our podcast to various platforms such as apple and spotify and many more so you can follow us uh, give us a like on the anchor app if you if you would like to Uh, we appreciate all of the support can't wait for next week We are halfway through the month of May. Can you believe that? It seems like we just started April, and then it started uh, May. So time is moving. We're trying to get through this together. Let's continue to do so. Thank you to everyone who listens. Thank you to all those who've been on the program and will be on the program in the near future. I want everyone to enjoy their weekend. Be positive. There's a lot of negativity going on. Let's be positive. Come on, guys. We can do this together. No matter what you're doing. Whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.